0: Welcome to episode 12, the Sourcing Challenge Show. I'm your host, Mark Lundgren. In this week's episode, I talked to Maisha Cannon from the company Procore in the US, and I ask her how she got into sourcing, what's it like sourcing for Google, and what she'll speak about at SourceCon Europe. This week's episode is brought to you by SourceCon Europe, the international conference for sourcers that's coming to Budapest in June this year. Go to europe.sourcecon.com and check out the agenda. The lovely venue right in the center of Budapest get your tickets if you haven't done so. Use our discount code SCSHOW to get 20% discount on a ticket price. As always, I started off by asking Maisha how she got into sourcing.
1: Started in HR as a high school intern, and so I kind of went through the paces in HR, benefits relations, employee relations, like I just wasn't loving much of that. And then somehow, maybe four, four or so years into this like intern assistant coordinator journey, I landed the desk of a recruiting coordinator and that's when i kind of really felt like okay this is where i want to be so after those you know internships assistant and coordinator roles i finally got my first full cycle role at e-entertainment back in 2003. oh cool so yeah so i did full cycle recruiting for six years mostly in entertainment but also um in like some healthcare services and then came the recession of 2008 in the u.s so like thousands of other people i was downsized um, and faced layoffs so i stepped away to actually finish graduate school. So I moved to Asia, um, so I was conducting research for my master's of arts in South Korea. So I was teaching English um, and children in South Korea and a few of my clients from my previous days in recruiting were reaching out asking, you know, can you do some name generation and internet research? And I was like, okay, that could actually work because I don't need to be on the phone. So while I was finishing my master's, I started doing kind of sourcing on the side. So when I came back to the US, finished the um, program, that's when I was like, huh, there seems to be a little bit more momentum around this contract sourcing than full cycle recruiting. So let me kind of pivot. So that's when I chose to kind of pivot off of full cycle recruiting. And I've been doing sourcing since then. So about 2012 ish, I've yeah. been doing sourcing dedicated. Yep.
0: Okay. Tell me about yeah. South Korea. How did you kind of peak that? And just, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much as far away. <laughs> all chili as you can get from LA
1: right and I had never lived outside of California when I went I didn't know anyone there it's so random I um was on a friend's Facebook page and I saw her um as a woman of color on a bus with all Korean people so I said, where were you last weekend because I'm like that picture looks interesting and she's like oh I'm in Korea for the summer I'm teaching English and so I was like tell me more and I'd always dreamed of Kind of writing and living abroad i never thought of teaching abroad but i thought maybe i can kind of turn this into my little you know dream job where i'm writing on the side and you know t- just living and exploring so i'm really grateful for the time i had in south korea like the people were so hospitable um it wasn't as much of a cultural shock my first year as it was my second year my first year like there was a starbucks on my route to work <laughs> they had popeye's chicken so i felt like okay this i can do this You're the good. second year i was in a remote um, city called Guang, uh, Guangzhou, um, mm-hmm. I think it was called, they didn't have a subway station, they didn't have, like, a local shopping start to cart or anything, a store, so I was kind of struggling that second mm-hmm. year, I felt the culture shock, <laughs> but it still was a, a great experience, and I learned a lot, and I still remember how to say hello and thank you and for thank you. That's all I remember.
0: <laughs> Two years. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's all
1: <laughs> one phrase a year.
0: <laughs> yes. That's good. Yes. And then you, so you came back and you kind of like, let me continue kind of doing this.
1: Yes. Let me continue. And I started back with the name Jen and list building. And then once I moved to the Bay to work for Google, mm. that expanded to, uh, from identification and engagement also to assessment. You know yeah. so getting on the phone with engineers for 10 or 15 minutes to try to screen them out and so i learned a lot like in that first six months of google i can't count how many mistakes i made because i didn't know the difference between c plus plus c sharp dot net technologies or web layer technologies so i'm just screening people with you know c plus plus like yeah let me put you through for the Sounds interview fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then when, when you know my manager's like your activity is great keep going and then i'm like nobody's passing the interview so let me pause you know and like really figure this out so i was living right down the street from stanford at the time so my husband and i signed up for some coding classes with extension you know so i took a python coding class and he went on to take javascript i was like i'm good with python like let let my brain just sit with this but it helped a lot you know and just understanding kind of the differences and i just didn't realize technology was so vast but it actually endeared me more to tech sourcing because i was like every conversation is so different you know, there's so many layers of the stack. People are working on so many li- little nuanced things. I learned about stuff even still to this day around databases and all of these frameworks that keep popping up. I'm like, I feel for software developers. There's a lot going on in their world. So yeah, so it was great. And I've, I've enjoyed um, sourcing since then. I'm doing less technical now and more, um, you know, tech non-tech mix. So mm-hmm. that's been really great. But um, But yeah, sourcing has just been a great, I don't know, it's been a better fit for me, I think, even than the full cycle recruiting. Uh, because, you know, all the client management you have to do in addition oh, to God. the candidate management, it can be yeah. overwhelming. Sourcing is much more contained. I think that's why I like it so yeah. much.
0: So, uh, Google, that's always been, for me, that's always been an enigma. Like, mm. how much of it is outbound? And how wow. much of it is just going <laughs> okay. through the every developer in the world at some point probably applied anyway? Right. <laughs> what
1: did they say, like, <laughs> 4 million applications a year at last count. It probably is more than that now. You know, what's funny is that, um, so I had applied to work at Google probably two or three times over the course of my career and had never heard back. And then over the course of one week in 2012, I got sourced by three different recruiters, <laughs> one in-house and two um, you know, external. And that's when I got in. So i then, you know, that was kind of a, a lesson to me and how Google attracts. So as sourcers, we did not get access to any applications. We were all hunting everybody. Okay. And there were hundreds of us all hunting for the same software engineering roles. Yeah. So that was the first time when I looked inside a LinkedIn recruiter account on day one. And I'm like, why are there 112 notes? Like,
0: There's nobody left.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like how has everybody touched like so many people? And then you got to, you know, unfold, uncollapse all these notes to even see like, is this person safe to reach out to? So yeah. It was a different way of just kind of like hunting seriously every day for fresh leads and that was a real learning experience yeah
0: and then they probably in the database anyways like you would have been if they'd actually bothered looking
1: right hello right <laughs> that's, I, that, that's a whole other conversation around our source candidates better than active applicants and it's like we're probably one in the same like you're just ignoring your ats maybe because you don't have the search capabilities but yeah.
0: Yeah, Which should Google have. should
1: have. Google should have, yeah. I yeah. mean, G-Hire was You should was the best. think so anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got engineers there if they need anybody to work on it. But yeah, G-Hire was probably the, my favorite applicant tracking system. I think they okay. they have Hire now that they're marketing to the outside world. Yeah, but yeah they, they had a legit system. But I love that they had – they were using Salesforce at the time. They probably don't use it anymore um, as our kind of CRM. So that was the first time as a sourcing you know, professional or recruiter, that people, we had some a team that was just entering um, loads and loads of leads every night, so mm-hmm. that every morning in Salesforce, we would have a fresh queue, oh, okay. and I'm like, oh, this must be what sales professionals feel like, you know, like they're getting, you know, these leads that are generated kind of while they sleep, and then you yeah. can just kind of start in with what you said, like, double checking triple checking that nobody's touched them and when you you know after an hour of checking finally there's someone you can reach out to you're like oh. yes give me a phone i'm calling them now
0: that seems <laughs> painful as well though. it
1: was painful that is the word for it. <laughs> <laughs> i've since dyed all my gray hairs in the front yeah I've
0: yeah exactly I've been in a couple of those companies where you know like, this is this is productive what it is
1: and it's not sustainable. No. And, you know, I sometimes joke about one day I'll write a blog about how I was in a nightmare position in my dream company. Because yeah. it wasn't the kind of role where if you're creative and if you're strategic, that you can bring ideas and experiment. Because it's like, this is an assembly line. You know your spot. And this is what you do all day. Yeah. And and get with it. And and produce at a very high quality. Yeah, and
0: that's, and that's what I've seen in most of the, you know, the multinationals I've been in as well. Mm. It's like, oh, oh, really? Oh, these are the ones that really got it down. You know, like, I'm just... Yeah. I'm a very small cog and a very big machine and it's right. No matter what, it's like this, oh, there's going to be a very long way to get an idea through no matter how good it is.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Someone might overhear the idea and then they take it to the boardroom and they get credit for it, but it's going to be a while before. Yeah. yeah. You can implement any real change. So was it was cool. great. I wouldn't change my time there for anything. Great. people. Well, you,
0: you, you would have been in a, yeah, if you could, you would have been a place where you could actually afford to live there.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> that part. Yeah. <laughs> Sustainability. Yeah. I couldn't, I, I stayed in the Bay three years and that's about all I could handle. Yeah. So tell me about what you do now then, you know, what's,
0: yeah. what's the, what's the new role and you saying you, you now with a mix of tech and non-tech.
1: Yes. A mix of non-tech and tech. And then what's really exciting is that right now I'm the only sourcer on the team. Wow. So I'm getting a partner with my recruiting peers and I'm conducting these skill assessments that allow me to kind of meet each person where they are and start doing some individual individualized education plans, really, or individualized sourcing plans and help them level up their skills. So that's what really attracted me to the role. My VP that I interviewed with said that he wanted, you know, the entire team to start sourcing more and see how I could benefit. Yeah, so it's really nice because, you know, when you do a big talk like we're going to be doing in SourceCon a couple of months, you know, you have to kind of make this one macro presentation, not knowing where everybody is. So you're like, Hopefully someone advanced is getting something. Hopefully the beginners are not confused. But this one-on-one is great because I can customize what I'm building out and help people optimize the tools that we're already using. Like, I've been really surprised that we're not really optimizing LinkedIn Recruiter and no. Sourcer, all the tools that we're already paying for. So that's really fun. And then I do some sourcing for executive uh, roles as they come okay. up. Um, okay. And then product and um, tech as well uh, on the executive side. So it's been really fun. Oh,
0: cool. On terms of the tools, what's your kind of, what's your search stack look like today?
1: Mm, yeah, so I'm using, of course, LinkedIn Recruiter. Um, I use Tech Expander just mm-hmm. for um, administrative saving time. Um, I really love this tool, uh, Loom. Have you used Loom yet? Yeah, yeah um, I,
0: it's one of the kind of Tweet that I use a lot. Oh, for, good. But I okay. use a browser, nice
1: yeah. Ah, okay. So, yeah, I love using Loom and Zoom, of course, that we're using now um and then g suite of course is what we use for email and sheets we do a lot of collaboration um and those are really my go-to and evernote evernote is where i do all my tracking and documentation um so i'll play with some other tools from time to time but those are kind of like the ones that i know i'm going to touch every day okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: like for you as well like when you kind of get started what was where was your influences from like when you kind of realized that hold on, this kind of, you know, the name generation and the kind of sourcing piece. It's like, where did you go to, to, yeah, pick up tricks and and, and learn? Because that's always the, the kind of thing. Everybody has their own kind of ways to that.
1: Right, that's so true. I have to see if my mind can remember back that far. <laughs> back in the 1900s, what was I thinking of? Um, you know, um, when I was at, I remember when I was at a company called Sodexo in um, mm-hmm. 2008, maybe it was 2007 2008 shali circle had come in and done a training he had this software that he was using where we could kind of do like this automated sourcing in connection mm-hmm. with our ats i can't i think it was after job machine but a- a- you know, time,
0: or something like that yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah it might have been that product so um that was my first fascination and then i started researching him and then Shally had a lot of articles and interviews on the web at the time so i remember him being a very early source of kind of training, you know, informally. Yeah. And then I did the AIRS, remember air certification yeah. back then? So I did the advanced certified internet recruiter and the certified diversity recruiter back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably 2006 ish or so. So that was like my main formal training. And then for a long time, I didn't go to conferences because I was a contract sourcer and I couldn't you know, I couldn't afford to go. No, so exactly. I was just yeah. always on YouTube, stumbling upon, you know, <laughs> videos. Like, hopefully some new sourcer will stumble upon our video and your series, mm-hmm. right? Um, Johnny Campbell's videos came up a lot, yeah. Social Talent. And then the other would be, of course, Glenn Cathy, yeah. right? The Boolean Black Belt site. Um, I stumbled upon that probably during my time at Google, and didn't get to explore it in depth but nowadays like i could go there every day and read the same mm. article and still get new takeaways so yeah
0: cuz i mean even the ones that are 10 years old like people mm-hmm. are like oh this is the newest thing ever it's like <laughs> have you <laughs> Have you looked at Glenn's blog? He wrote about this in 2005.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I know, and they're like, this is so cutting edge. And then you look at the timestamp comments, you're like, was this from 2010? <laughs> yes, but yeah, there's some good there's some good information out there, um, which is great. So I love that you're, you know, putting together this Sourcing Talent show so that you know, it can live in perpetuity. Speaking
0: of saucecon, what yes. uh, like I've heard you now? I think a couple of times because I think you've been you at all of the saucecons that I've been at. So and speaking at them.
1: Ah, um, yeah, I think I've only talked at two, believe it or not. So I I'm, volunteered at Vegas, so I saw you in Vegas. Uh, that's I was in true. Yeah. wagon, yeah. <laughs>
0: yes, I, I heard you. I definitely heard you in Anaheim. and Anaheim. I you In um. Austin.
1: Austin. Oh, good. Uh, Those are only two that I've done. awesome And, you know, <laughs> and I was in
0: Vegas, and yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Nice. No, it's it's really yeah. Perfect. So, what are you speaking about in Europe then? Yes, and it's Budapest, right? Budapest. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm excited to be there, and I'm going to talk about um, a day in the life of a master sorcerer. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be kind of cool to talk to a few masters and then share their routines, their strategies, and their software. Oh, so it'll be yeah, full of ideas that hopefully spark some inspiration in the way. Um, sources are looking at their more difficult challenges yeah. and i want to leave plenty of time for some like audience engagement so they can talk <laughs> to each other and and learn from one another right because the collective knowledge in the room is far greater than the person that's on the stage right yeah, so absolutely. hopefully we can do some some pair work if the if the energy is good in the room and i get the sense that people want to talk to each other
0: <laughs> the fun part is going to be like because it's europe and it's such yeah. diversity even across mm-hmm. one border to another like there's mm-hmm. going to be so many different countries there
1: wow and everybody Funny. has
0: learned from you know they've learned somewhere else mm-hmm. um and just they're used to doing it a specific way and then ah. there's just like it's gonna be such a diversity of ideas whereas in the u.s yeah. it's like it tends to be from you know they've all kind of stemmed out somehow of 10 you know 10 15 companies and yeah. like that's kind of you know everybody's done airs or yeah. you know they've done charlie's training whereas in europe it's like if you're lucky, you've done, you know, social talent, done a bit of that and reading a bit of this and, you know, just whatever. Okay. So there's going to be a lot of interesting ones.
1: Wow, that's interesting, actually. Um, and it kind of goes with something. I was watching one of the Disrupt HR talks from London and mm-hmm. the person was talking about killing best practices because everyone's industry and role is so different. How can you say there is a sourcing best practice no. that every sourcer should do something one way? So this will be really interesting to hear so many different voices from so many different places that, to your point, haven't had the same introduction no, to sourcing. No, mm-hmm. you
0: have like, you have certain school like a lot of the kind of the spread of sourcing in Europe has been the big RPO. So like ah. with Kalash with the uh, you know what he was doing in Budapest okay. with that, um, yeah Alexander Mann we're doing that in mm-hmm. Poland and to some okay. extent UK. And, and then kind of having that, and then you got some pockets as well, mm. uh, just kind of companies that started doing it and they, you know, mm. that just came out or, so it's- That's interesting. And I mean, the speakers are very diverse as well from right how, what their influence was and how they got into it in the first mm. place.
1: That's so interesting. Yeah. So some of the master's, that i'm looking to might be brand new and people are like who's this person she said "Master." this would be
0: good so what's the what's the kind of thing that you're working on now that you're really excited about like what's the, the kind of new thing for you
1: that's a good question i mean right right now my passion project is source con europe like mm-hmm. these talks are always like a joy to create but they are time consuming and i'm like i get kind of deeply involved in it. my husband's like, when is SourceCon over? Like, I'm tired (laughs) of you asking me questions. Like, how does this sound? (laughs) But um, outside of the uh, Budapest uh, presentation prep, um, I've been looking more at like automation. Like Mm -hmm. um, I've been, you know, trying to like figure out the best if combinations to use. Mm -hmm. to kind of like streamline my own day because I find myself, you know, sometimes you find yourself Googling the same thing over and over and it's like, there has to be a shortcut. Like, why do I keep saying, what's the time in London? Is there an app or something, a widget for my desktop that will have all the times in the world, like World mm-hmm. Time Clock or something? So I'm kind of trying to overhaul my own daily flow to see what okay. packets I can automate. Yeah. yeah. And that'll give I me get, more time yeah. to do the stuff. No, yeah. that like
0: what Guillaume was saying as well. He says, if I find myself having to do something twice, I want to mm. automate it because that wow. means I'm probably going to do it more times. So oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, just, Whatever I can, I'm going to automate it because I know wow. and I'm probably going to end up doing it again. So okay. if, even if it takes me more time to automate it now, it's going to save me in the long
1: run. Right, I love that. Wow, two times. So he has a firm. He's like, if I've this way, you know, he works for
0: himself. He takes I on know. the number of clients that he wants, and he says, "Oh, I have nice. the time to do it," but it yeah. saved me.
1: I love that. Yeah. yeah, and that makes you more accountable too for how you spend your day. Because you yeah. know, a lot of sorcerers, I'm sure you've seen it too on your the teams you've managed and led, they end up with just a bunch of busy work, and yeah. it's just like work for the sake of work, but they're not doing anything. Have- like what? What problems are you solving at the end of the week? You're just no. checking email and sending email. And what are you actually doing? Like, what's the yeah. bottom line impact?
0: If people want to key, uh, keep up with you, um, yeah. where do they best find you?
1: Um, I'm always on Twitter, of course, Perfect. at Talent Genie. And then um, on my website, I write from time to time. So first name, last name, maishacannon.com. Cool yeah look thank you very much for yeah yeah, thank you for talking to me and i see you very soon in Budapest. yay my first time in (laughs) europe i'm excited to see you oh you
0: haven't been to europe at all
1: never been no
0: and then you're going (laughs) straight to uh to hungary
1: yeah i can't wait i've seen really beautiful pictures online so i'm excited no it's (laughs) absolutely
0: i look forward to seeing you yeah in yes in europe a um, a month and a bit
1: yeah a little bit like five weeks already wow <laughs> I got work to do. I need to finish this presentation. Oh yeah, we yeah. all <laughs> good. I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> awesome. Well, Perfect. enjoy the rest of your weekend, Mark. Have
0: fun. Have a very good okay. Saturday, Misha.
1: Thank you. All right, I'll thank see you, you. Soon.
0: you. Bye. 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 Thank you all for watching. I'll be back next week with a new sourcing conversation. If you want to be one of the first ones to see the new episodes, make sure you subscribe to this channel.